today's big question is, where will you sit down to eat today? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 76 today as we take a look at Proverbs 9, 13 through 18. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning and then connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all of that, let's pray. Father, I, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. I give this time to you. I ask that you would teach us that we are sitting down to eat and drink and soak in your word. And I pray that you would teach each one of us. Let each one of us know what we need to do to respond to this message today. And I pray that it would be in action and not just in our heads, that our lives would actually look different because of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 9, 13 through 18 is where we are today. The verse says, folly is a rowdy woman. She is gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight ahead on their paths. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten secretly is tasty. But he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. We are in the final chapter of the first of the major sections of Proverbs, and chapter 9 is the very last poem. It focuses on the difference between wisdom and folly. Today we saw folly. It's a comparison between the wise and the foolish. In our verses today, we have the final set of verses in this chapter, the final passage in this chapter, and in the whole section. Now, last week, we talked about the invitation that wisdom makes. She makes it to everyone loudly and publicly to come to the banquet that she has prepared for you. We said it was like our lives coming to a fork where one side we have wisdom's invitation and the other folly. Today we see folly's invitation. We have to choose one. We don't really have a choice to pass them both by. We inevitably go one way or the other. We have had wisdom personified. We've seen that in the whole first nine chapters, but now we also have folly personified. We've become very familiar with the woman wisdom, but today let's look at what these verses tell us about folly. The translation I read was the CSB. Use the words rowdy. Other translations say brash or loud or boisterous. The root of this word can suggest to be in great commotion, to make a noise, a huge noise, a rage, to roar like an animal's roar. So while you have wisdom raising her voice, her volume is an invitation so that others will be sure not to miss it. But the sense of folly's loudness is totally different. Think about what the sound is of a carnival barker. It's an invitation, certainly, but it's brash. The verse tells us that folly is gullible. Other translations are probably better. It says undisciplined in other translations, or still others say seductive naive or simple. When we hear the word seductive, 
which is probably the best translation. Most of us think of sexual seductiveness. And while I'm not arguing against that implication in this sense, you got to remember that seduction has a broader sense. In the right situation, a bowl of ice cream is seductive. And that's every situation to me. Many, many other things seduce us away from what we should be about. The verse says that she knows nothing. She's ignorant. In Proverbs, that word ignorance likely means moral ignorance. She openly and publicly tries to seduce the simple. Note that she does imitate wisdom in this case. Being seductive and ignorant means that folly lacks good judgment and she lacks the fear of the Lord. Let's look at who she's talking to. Her victims, essentially. They are people going straight on their way. The New Living Translation says, minding their own business. These aren't people that you think of if you hear the term wicked or evil. They aren't out looking for trouble, looking to step off the right path, but she's trying to entice them to do just that. Let's do a comparison. We know that Satan is counterfeit, right? And he often offers us similar things to what God offers, but the way he fulfills those offers doesn't last. It isn't truth. They aren't the real deal. They trap us rather than free us, and they are not meant for our good. Let's look at wisdom and folly in these verses because folly has a similar pattern. Wisdom and folly both make an invitation to you. They both make it publicly. They both make it loudly. The message is even exactly the same. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here, said both verses. But what are the differences? Wisdom builds her house. Folly sits and relies on seduction. Wisdom offers meat and wine, good food. Folly offers bread and water. Wisdom is dealing honestly. Folly is lying about her offer. Wisdom gives life and protection. Folly gives sugar-coated death and destruction. Have you ever eaten one of those really fancy special occasion sugar cookies? The ones with the royal icing that has a really detailed picture of something. They come in all shapes and sizes. While I love how they look, every time I bite into them, they taste like cardboard. They are beautiful to look at, enticing, but every single time I bite one, I realize that I've been duped. <laughs> That's what follies offer reminds me of this morning, probably because I was in a conversation about iced cookies. Only with accepting Folly's offer, the stakes are so much higher than a mouthful of bad cookie. Folly is truthful on one point. She says that stolen water is sweet and bread eaten secretly is tasty. Accepting Folly's offer will provide you with immediate gratification. It will feel good in the moment, but it won't last. Our hearts are naturally bent toward sin, toward folly. But you have a new heart, and wisdom's offer is available. Her offer may not be initially as seductive, but it offers true happiness, lasting health, protection, life, fullness of life. So choose wisely. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Can you think of a time in your life when folly seduced you into something that turned out to be a sugar-coated lie? What can you learn from that experience? Are there any parts of your life today where you've been seduced by folly? And are there parts of your life which are vulnerable to her seduction? And what can you do about that? Today's big question is, where will you be sitting down to eat? As for me, I'm thinking a bit more about that cookie analogy. When we think about folly's offer, we often think about 
big decisions. She's sitting in one spot of our lives, yelling at us about something that we already know we need to avoid, and it's easy to see it and to walk on by. And she is doing that. But she's also telling you it's okay to gossip about that neighbor. It's okay to eat six more iced sugar cookies. It's okay to procrastinate that thing that God told you to do just a little bit more. It's fine to just flirt a little bit with that married coworker. Her enticements aren't always big and dramatic. Sometimes they're small first steps. Today I'm thinking about what small first steps have taken me slightly off the right path. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you so much for joining me in this teaching today. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace in the Gravel Road Facebook page and benefiting from the wisdom of Proverbs, invite a friend to join you. Friday, 10 a.m. Central Time will be our next broadcast. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we want the wisdom to avoid follies, enticements. We want it so that we can know you better and love you better, so that we can walk your path in a in a life that honors and glorifies you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts into looking more and more like Christ each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.